entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? If you're on the West Coast, this is noon. If you're on the East Coast of the United States of America. And I know we're all worldwide, so whatever time it is for you, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. But today is Prime Minds Day. We are back. We're here, episode nine. And we have something special, again, for everyone, for all the uh, champion ascensions and prime eternal holders out there, and everybody that's listening. We will be talking to the one and only, the brilliant writer Ryan, here in a few minutes. Um, but first, all five of us are back together. The boy band is back together. Maybe we'll start a reunion tour. We are five deep today. Prime Minds, we're all together. How's everybody doing? And I, everyone good? You feeling good? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Dina. <laughs> Sorry, every time you I'm say like, you call us. Am a, I up? <laughs> no, no, we can hear you. We're just letting you okay. sit in silence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you call us All a boy right. band, and every time I laugh. So I'm, I'm, this is Vita. There's... I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what's to come, man. We had some, uh, some, a pretty exciting drop this week. We've got stuff to talk about. We're talking about the, the, the master of, of lore himself. Like, it, it's going to be awesome, dude. Let's get it. Hell yeah. Yeah, since there's five of us, man, and I've, I've not seen anybody. We don't even know what each other looks like. But I'd imagine y'all are all handsome. So maybe we can do something like that. I don't know. I can't sing, though. <laughs> How's everyone else feeling? Gonzaga, what's yeah. up? How are you doing this Saturday? Hey, pretty good. Uh, I don't know about the handsome bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing Who good. Said that? I'm super we got a happy voice about for, uh... The, uh, the video that was dropped. I, I don't even know how many times I've watched it and, uh, you know, scrolled back and forth and try to look at every little thing and see if I can find something that they accidentally leaked. But, yeah, doing good. And uh, one thing real quick, I wanted to uh, publicly apologize to Crypto Bobby and, you know, all oh. that went down. But, yeah, doing good. We're all good, man. We're in this together, I think. uh I think we're all good. It's all love. It's nothing but love here at CA. Um, Z Mackin, you're back, man. You left us last week. I think you got rejuvenated. You had a little trip through the woods. How are you feeling today? Wonderful, man. It's like a, a whole new world out here. <laughs> no, and I, I, I think if we were to be a boy band, that dip would be our Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go solo and leave us. I already know it. Oh, uh, no, get the Grammys. I, I have a feeling he's the prettiest one that all the ladies would love. <laughs> oh yeah, dip you the draw. Uh, it's 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 been a good week so far. I got some good stuff going on in my personal life that I'm looking forward to. You, you know, I've, I've got nothing but but hope going forward, and yeah, excited to get on and talk with you boys today. Some about some Jam City and some champions. That's what we do. Dip, last but not least, man, how you feeling Saturday morning? Hey, uh, feeling good, a little under the weather, boys, you know that, but always excited to talk about champions, excited about the new lords coming out, um, trying to do the scavenger hunt, and especially bullish on that video. Mm-hmm, right. All right, let's get to it, man. We, um, in a little bit, we're going to have Ryan join us, man, but there's always something going on. Every week, something new happens. Um, a top of the mind right now, I think people still talking about this, this bloodbath in the overall crypto market. 
I'm looking at that. I think all of us, whether we like it or not, ha- have something, have some sort of stake in crypto. Um, that's our way to get into this game, to get into the NFTs. But looking at Champions Ascension, the you know it's it's we're not we're not to the moon yet, which is fine. But the floor is looking healthy. Um, other projects went you know just straight up dead. Other projects are gone forever. Um, some NFTs, and you know, some people have been saying NFTs are over. It was a fad, X, Y, and Z. I think if we're here for listening to this, if we're doing this podcast, we don't think that's the you know we don't think that's accurate. Actually, I think that NFTs are the future. We're just still in the beginning. Um, but Champions Ascension is looking okay. Dip, maybe you're the perfect person to talk a little bit about this. Uh, what are you thinking about our NFT project over here with, with the CA? Uh, yeah, you, you know, <clears throat> it's all about the fundamentals, uh, fundamentals, man, and uh, value investing. Like, I'm a big value investor, right? You find value in the company. You find, can they scale? You find, are they organized? Um, have they had experience in doing this type of thing before, which is gaming? So, um, especially in this market, right? Cattle, there's a lot of bad catalysts right there out there right now with the fed rates going up with uh the war going on right um so those are just a lot of negative catalysts that are really bad for the market so if you're going to get into anything you have to get into a company that has the right fundamentals and that's why i think um that's why i think champions is it's not tanking like others to be honest you know because people know the fundamentals are there right who else who else has some thoughts on overall market our NFT, our floor price. What you guys thinking? I think the overall market itself is definitely, um, you know, garbage right now. But looking at the markets this morning, everything's just, everything seems to be slightly up a little bit. I don't know if it's the weekend sentiment. People are excited about coming into the weekend. It's the fact that, you know, spring seems to be in full bloom, plenty of places around the country, or there's just some unknown info out there that hasn't reached the masses yet but people are it seems like people think we may have reached a bottom for now but i highly doubt it dip is you know right on the money we got a lot of uh macro world factors that are affecting things that a lot of investors aren't don't have the foresight to be able to take those into consideration you know unless you're talking Mm -hmm. about institutional investors who do a lot of research uh-huh. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. What you got? Something B? Yeah, my sound went out. I'll pick. Oh, uh, yeah, good. honestly, yeah, I don't even care. Like, I, I'm just happy about the that that uh, video I saw about the lore, like, or about Messina. I'm just hyped. So, it's. I think back to what Dip was saying. It's it's the value investment part. You know. I- adopt over company if there wasn't anything like web3 or anything like the blockchain jamsey would have never said hey why don't y'all group of you unknown random people come in and invest in this project we have coming up but it, it allows us a way to support something early to become an early adopter of a project that we believe in um and if crypto and blockchain is the way there i'm all for it i'm just like dip just like i think all of us we see the value in this company we see uh the products it has put out before and and we just believe in the future and in this project. And, and you know, and we're here. So just like Benzaga said, just like Dip said, just like everybody was saying, um, the overall market to me doesn't really mean a lot when it comes to this project. Um, 
All right. We also have something special coming up, the NFT NYC. And I've seen that uh, Champions Ascension Discord put a little uh, a request to go and vote for CA, to vote for um, Jam City as you know top NFT companies, NFT gaming. I already did that. So uh, you know, I want to uh, amplify and echo that request. Go to the Discord. Go to announcements. Hit those links and vote for Champions Ascension and Jam City to win some acknowledgement at the NFT NYC. Um, I kind of, me myself, I like that this is sort of a hidden gem. It's still sort of a secret. Something strange about the way my uh, mechanics and my, uh, my psychology works. I like knowing something that other people don't know. But I know there's a lot of you that wants, and I'm sure, of course, Champions Ascension Jam City, wants the acknowledgement, wants to get out there a little bit more, wants to see the floor rise. Um, but I'm, I'm, digging a, I'm digging a small floor still. Maybe I can accumulate some more. Uh, what y'all think? And I don't want to stay here too long, but what y'all think about NFT NYC? Is that, is that something cool? What do, you, what do you think overall about some of these conferences? I think it's great for connecting. I think it's great for building relationships, especially in, in such a young market that the NFT is in right now, right? Still in the early stages. So um, yeah, it's great for connecting, man. It's great to get out there and see what other companies doing and also to learn. Definitely, because there's right. a lot to learn in this space. Right, right. I, maybe if I can get away from work, uh, maybe I'll bring the wife to NYC. I don't know, y'all. It's, it's coming up in a few weeks here. So uh, I have to make plans soon if that's something we're going to do. Um, and then, you know what? We're not going to wait too much longer. But I want to mention one thing real quick. There was a video drop. But I think it's time for us to bring writer Ryan out and, and talk to him about this video drop. Talk to him about new lore. Talk to him about everything Champions Ascension. Writer Ryan, are you, I see that you are here. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Can you guys hear me? Ryan! I can hear you. What's up? Hey. We are, we are huge fans, man. Um, much respect hey. to what you're doing, the lore you're, you're building, the way you're working with the game. I think we, we're going to have a lot of questions for you. Um, first of all, how are you feeling, man? How are you feeling about everything? Uh, you know, just how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Good. <laughs> We won't keep it too long, man. We know it's a, it's a Saturday and all that. Oh my god, but we got so much to talk about, though. There's so many things I I want to I think uh, get into. I think we do, and I want to dive into it, man. So, um, shoot, let's. We had a video drop. Um, Gonzaga said he's been looking at it over and over again. I think he's trying to find some clues and everything. I think we all are. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that video drop? Uh, anything you can describe or, or tell us about when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean a million. A million things so like um yeah what are we looking at right now so look at this floating rock in the middle of there right i'm just gonna come out and say it like we're speculating a lot of things but we want to hear from you well let's first off let's let's just give props to uh the san francisco team that has really been um stepping up to make this place a reality and <clears throat> i think it's coming together really nice um the first comment is the obvious one which is like this is all work in progress just to let everybody know like you know, you can tell from the way it's it's kind of mapped. They're sketching out the space. And so a lot of these buildings are are temporary buildings to help the artist give a sense of like, how big does this place need to be? You know, what what kind of things are we going to see? Um, mm -hmm. So bear that in mind when you're looking at some of these buildings. But some of the other buildings, I can tell you specific things about. Um, and yeah, but we can start with this this big black obelisk. That's what we're calling it, the obelisk. Um, yes. It hasn't been mentioned before. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it yet, have we? Um, 
This it was is... mentioned what in the latest lore? There was a slight mention of it for like yeah. two lines. Yeah, so what happened there was they started to build this space and I was able to look at it early on and actually write it into the lore. And that's like a, a perfect example of the coordination that, you know, between the teams, um, this kind of thing happens all the time where someone's working on something and I'll look at it and I'll incorporate it in lore or vice versa, I'll put something in lore and that will inspire the team to, you know, uh, include it. But uh, yeah, so this big mysterious black rock is actually going to be the portal to the VIP space. And so you probably all remember that. Oh, VIP space, oh right? interesting. Dip said that was a portal. The day it came out, we got on a call, and Dip said that's a fucking portal. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to call that out yet. Yeah. Called, called it. Called it. Yeah. That's going to take so, us to the moon? Yeah. Is that. Yeah. Is that you, rock yeah. the obelisk takes us to the moon all right let's get well, yeah I you're like gonna it. yeah well, i don't know exactly how but you know you'll touch it or something like that we'll figure it out we'll make it cool but um oh, that's amazing and this yeah. there's the moon then it seems like it's one of those social spaces right no fighting allowed that's the intention that we want a place for people to gather and hang out and you know show off your 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 eternals or whatever you got and um yeah that's what that place is supposed to be so oh so it's all it's we can do maybe we can do when that's out, we can do the podcast from the moon. That would be amazing. That would be so cool. <laughs> Chilling in the, the moon room. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, the moon room. Prime Minds coming to you live from the moon room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that space is going to be really cool. Um, something else we can see here. Oh, here, let's pause right here. Um, what's that up in the mountain? Cauldron of Fire. Cauldron. You got it. Yeah, so that's something I'm really excited about, too. Um, we're starting to develop certain spaces, and you can see up there, there's, a, there's the giant cauldron. We got you know, Mount Volcanus above it, and that thing's going to be belching smoke or whatever. One of the cool things we're starting to explore is, um, this is all temp stuff, but uh, you, know, you can see the chains and the cauldron, and the way that the building is kind of built into the side of the mountain and that's all coming out of coordination with the lore too. And so, if you read um, *Eye of the Beholder*, you'll you'll start to see like, oh yeah, this cauldron of fire is kind of built in the side of the mountain, and it comes in and out. And so you have these battlements that are outside, and then you know tunnels that go in and come in and out. And so, what you're seeing right there is again, like the artists are just sketching out what could be there. This isn't by final by any stretch of the imagination but i think it's really cool that they started to kind of sketch out like okay here's where the space might be um here's what it might look like mm -hmm. I, I what, say, what strikes me is the scale but go ahead oh, yeah i was going to say just the uh I, I don't want to go too much into the lore because of spoilers or whatever but the way that they explained the space and the trials it was Totally awesome. I could totally imagine a game just doing all that, and it was really cool. Yeah, that oh yeah, all that space underneath the mountain, and and leading down and down to uh, to the trials and beyond. Yeah, I love that. I love the placement of this. I really love like I can't wait to stand in this plaza and just look up at that mountain. Like it's like when it's finished, it's gonna be phenomenal. You can just imagine smoke and clouds passing in front of it and 
hear the distant rumble of the volcano as you're hanging out. Um, it's just going to feel so cool. So nice. You think for the players, there will be a nice view up at the summit up there? Yeah. Is it a place that eventually be able to move around, walk around, and take a look around? Uh, Never throw thy view. Yeah, you'll be able to, I mean, you'll be able to get up to the Cauldron of Fire. Um, remains to be seen what's, what's up at the very top. I mean, it could just be open lava, like, you know. So it could be dangerous. Watch out. Unless yeah, <laughs> some maybe, of your health bar. <laughs> unless you're unless you have a, a fire type, you know, you can't go up there. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So say for instance, someone goes up there, they can look around, um, they can see the Coliseum, they can see Messina City, and have a good bird's eye view of the thing. What else would you see looking out there? Are there are there lands far away from the city? What does that look like, or what will um, that look like? We haven't sketched out how far the visibility is yet or what that could look like. So I don't, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. We definitely have the overhead, but you know, as you develop things, you got to figure out like what's technically possible. So we'll see what it looks like from up there. Yeah. In a while. Looking into the early lore, there's like, you know, a lot of uh, wilderness areas, high bushes, um, oh, things yeah. like that kind of outside the city. Yeah. For all, sure. of, so, all of that roamable. What kind of lands are outside of Messina City? Yeah, so outside the city, we have we definitely have wilderness going on out there. Um, there's farms out there. There's you know the the cerulean wastes we've talked about, the Villaroo Mountains, the land of the Mountain King, Southern Savannah, um, Island of Navia. We just brought in. So our plan is to have all these like explorable spaces, and obviously you can take your champions out there and have adventures and stuff. So we're gonna have like a quest system so you can go out there and you know earn what you need to earn or or establish a farm or establish even a, a city um eventually which would be really awesome if there was like a bunch of little you know community cities that were popping up mm-hmm. sorry the uh video locked up my computer just so people watching knows what's going on <laughs> so still shot that's i'm sure they'll catch up let me, let me throw one more question here, but I'm sure to pry minds. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ryan's talking about having all these locations and things to do for quest-wise and stuff. Talking about quests, are you going to be including the lore in type quests? Like, uh, like is there going to be a, an actual story background so we can learn more about the characters or any kind of lore that you're developing included in these quests so it's not just one of those things where it's like, you know, go farm... 100 wheat or you know simple quests like that are there going to be more involved things that uh, you and the lore team are going to be adding to the game oh yeah yeah definitely like i don't think i could i don't think i could work on a game if we didn't have some kind of lore and the quests and like some kind of cool story to draw you through um i'm never happy with just just like get 10 of these items you know i'm like give me give me some story to go with it so we'll make sure that that happens we're gonna have NPCs. We're starting to develop NPCs um, with personalities and backstories, and some of them will be quest givers, and so some of them will have, you know, stories that let you know about them, or um, could reveal stories about the backstories of the houses and all that. Um, so yeah, rest assured, there's gonna be there's gonna be cool uh, stories to follow as you do the quest. Oh, so stop right here. So this big building over on the right with the kind of flange roofs. Um, 
that's a place you've heard quite a bit about. That's the Sleepy Carcadon. And the plan is, oh, yeah, players are going to be got the blueprints. We have the, we have the leak for those. Yeah, so you'll be able to enter in there, and I don't know how much we've talked about what you can do in there, but um, several mini games have been planned, and there's a mini game for this outside area too. So when you get in here, there will be plenty to do, and you can go in and out of the sleeping carcadon. You can socialize in there. Um, we have different spaces that have different utilities within the sleeping carcadon, so that should be super awesome. That is nice. So Ryan, quick question. Um, what's the overall plan? What shape will the world be in uh, when the gates open to the theme park? Well, in terms of the lore, there's a couple things I definitely want to cover. So I want to get all the houses introduced. We haven't covered all the houses. We've done the big three, we've done the fire, but I want to get water, air, and mountain done. And so you'll know a lot more about the various houses. Um, go into the city you'll know you know kind of the backstories of of the houses that you're pledging to um i also want to do proper introduction for all the the races so far we haven't really got into like the grondles and the ilgra uh, we haven't talked too much about where the saris and the vitra are from and why you know what it's like to be a dragon kind I definitely want to have a like a political system in place so that people can start to understand um, if there's voting on world events, like how they interact with that. And then the final thing is I want to have a kind of a forever story that people can react to. So right now, the lore is all about things that are really in flux. Um, when you come into the world, that will still happen. There will still be things that are going to be going on every day, every week, every month. But I also want an overall kind of sense of like where the story is. I don't want to talk about too. I'm trying to hint without <laughs> saying what it is. But basically, you know, it's for anybody on any given day, you can come in and kind of know what you need to do. Um, even if you're not following the lore, um, you can just kind of kind of know your way around, I guess. You know, you're talking a lot. So you're the writer, Ryan. You're the writer. It seems like you're, you're the chief of the lore. You know, sounds like when some folks might have ideas. And there's a lot of creative people on the team. We've interviewed a few of them. Um, but, you know, we're wondering, and I think we've asked this question to Ice Toad. We've asked this question to Chris Casamassina. Um, and what did I say his name? Johnny Casamassina. Johnny. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I knew it was a C, and um, I'm wondering. And then we had, yeah, we, we had a Chris on here too. But um, I'm wondering how does how do you all work together? And you know, is it does does it start does the lore start with you? Then a the game gets developed. Did the developer say, oh, we can't do this in the lore because we can't we can't develop that? Does it make sense for the video game? How how does that work process go? If you can explain some of that. Yeah, sure. So it does take a lot of coordination, right? Because you have the tokenomics side, you got Zero Cool um, and the Brilliant Minds in Toronto. Um, they're thinking about like the, the, the specifics of the game design. Um, then we have sort of the art and design side, the combat team, like all these different teams. Um, and basically we have a giant Slack channel and the Slack channel is divided up into kind of disciplines. And we talk a lot 
and I, early on talked a whole lot with um you know zero cool and that team tom tang all those people um about kind of the basics of like um stuff like breeding and stuff like burning and um some of the basics of like how the game needed to work and then they would have that idea and then kind of come to the lore and say what can we develop to create a fiction around this that makes sense and um i'm definitely the face of the lore but i can tell you you know johnny comes up with stuff ice toad comes up with stuff um you know the other team members you've seen them troy kim like they're writing but they're also helping to contribute to where the writing touches the game design and it can go back and forth too because some of the lore then in, informs like what you're seeing right here you know um the art team and i've been talking a lot like once or twice a week about hey what kind of buildings and what architecture would they have and they're asking questions about level of technology which is something kind of weird about messina is like it sort of is medieval and it's sort of roman but it's also got high-tech things going on so it right. takes a lot of coordination to uh to come up with something that feels right so we just yeah we have basically it all comes down to this giant slack channel and we have a lot of meetings and we get together and go so what is this and you know we talk through it and figure it out that seems so fun it's a lot of communication yeah i mean yeah. it kind of reminds me of the discord a little bit you know people jumping in and out it's something we've commented on like it seems like kind of everybody you work with is a writer of of some some regard right you know um a lot of the names you've you've mentioned we've seen in the lore um but just for you specifically uh do you have any you know literary heroes or places where you draw inspiration from when you approach stories yeah man my book my bookshelves are full of uh of like influences like um Obviously, like Tolkien, right? J.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, um, yeah. the Game of Thrones, J.R.R. Martin. Um, he's amazing, and he really brought like that Shades of Grey complicated characters thing, which I love. Um, and if 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 you know my stories, you'll know that my characters tend to be like very conflicted. Um, but also, I read you know I read people like Raymond Chandler, who used to do the you know, Philip Marlowe novels, hard-boiled detectives in the 50s, and, um, you know, old poems I read. I have, like, 10 translations of Beowulf on my shelf right now on the Green Knight, you know, Gawain and the Green Knight. So um, I kind of tap into all that stuff when I when I come to write. Oh, nice. Great stuff. Yeah, I added a, a quick question about, you know, going back to the, the whole back and forth between lore and development. I just wanted to um, see if the lore would be involved with like different quests in the game, and so that you know you can kind of discover some of the the background and some of the history of the world like through questing and and just kind of see if CA ha you know values interesting yeah. quests and stories. Yeah, my ambition is to have it kind of be like, like it should be like an RPG, right? It should it should have um, quests that have a beginning, middle, and an end that have like interesting storylines. So even as you're earning or leveling up or whatever you're doing, um, you're not just doing it for that. Like you're also following a story, and it could be opening up other quests as you discover more of like 
you discover just you know another city that opens up only if you go through a quest and learn about it you know uh, or you save somebody and they're like oh you know now i can tell you where i came from and we can go there and um that's my ambition for this is to really feel like a like an rpg which is that's cool yeah something i'm i've, I've been into um so you 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 can that's actually a pretty cool idea so you can unlock access to places through quests and and through the storyline that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, and it, go for it yeah sorry sorry i didn't mean to catch you but i'm also curious like does does writing for the for a block came chain game has that changed any of the way that you're able to approach some of that you know like unlocking things or the way that you're able to roll out lore and quest lines does that have any impact oh yeah it's it has it's had so much impact like i can't even tell you how different it is in a cool way i've been really enjoying it it's so different to start with a community and build the game from there um to be even having this conversation with you right now i've never had that privilege or opportunity in like 20 years or 25 years i've been working in games like to talk to the community of of players and in this case investors um before we develop so even hearing from you like oh you know we're really interested in quests that have like stories you know that puts that as a priority uh something i was going to do anyway but it's a good example of like you care about it i care about it it's really good to hear from you um and developing the lore is the same way so putting lore out there and seeing what people respond to kind of helps us tweak like oh what stories are popular what people want to hear about I got some feedback from the community about, hey, man, where's our Grondel story at? And I thought, mm. of course, like, we got to do that. Um, and so things like that are, are like, I think blockchain is the only place you can really work that way. Um, and, and it's brand so new. It's, it's brand new. And it's really right. cool. And it's cool that we have no rules. And we can have a chat like this on the weekend. And, <laughs> like, no right. one's my corporate you know overlords aren't coming down in fact they want us to um interact so it's so cool it's so like freeing it's so cool it's it's our pleasure it's our pleasure to talk to a lot of brilliant people right especially you um and i get i'm getting an echo right now all right so also this is a question I'm, i'm always fascinated about writers and the writing process right it just seems like uh, something tough to do. Everybody has ideas. Everybody likes stories, but to actually sit down and write things out, I'm getting to echo again. Sorry, okay. that was me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm messing with settings. Sorry about. That. Speak, speak about your writing process, Ryan. Like how? Did, and and I know we just asked you about what your muse and inspirations are, but when it actually comes to you know pumping these stories out, what does what does your process look like? Do you have to be very um, disciplined do you wait for inspiration to strike you what does your actual writing process look like um yeah it's a ton of procrastination followed by um you know <laughs> maniacal typing at the last minute um <laughs> is basically how i do it <laughs> <laughs> i think that's everything yeah exactly that's school feeling right there yeah yeah but I say- for the test that's how we get yeah. ready for these podcasts too that's exactly what we do <laughs> <laughs> I think about no, I usually I usually start with the characters and um I'm only, I'm only lying a little bit but like I will bounce around the characters in my head for a while before I figure out like what's um what's the story what's the story behind the story like 
with the uh, most recent season, the big story is like the, the emergence of a new villain. And so no matter what else is happening plot wise, like people running here and there and getting things into Tome of War and blah, blah, blah. Um, really knowing the story behind the story helps to like frame it all up. Like what is this all in service of? And, you know, for Sephifro and Paxa, it's like learning to trust, learning maybe even to love again, you know, it's a story about what they're going through as characters. They're running around, they're fighting people, there's arms flying, there's, you know, <laughs> there's swords chopping, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything unless you kind of anchor it with a character. Um, you know, the like Johnny's story is all about coming of age, um, learning some hard truths about yourself or about people you care about. So that, that that's kind of the process. Like, really start with that. Like, what's the heart? And then layer on the things that are super awesome, the weird weapons and the strange beasts and the odd locations. Like, those kind of come later. Okay. So you get to know your characters. So I, yeah, I can see that. So if you get to know your characters, you would know what they would do. They kind of take on a life of their own. Yeah, and you want, well, you want to be on, like, a relatable story that people kind of, kind of read and go, oh, yeah, I've... You know, I've had a best friend that went through some shit with me or something like that, right? And then mm-hmm. then you kind of have an anchor for everybody and you can start throwing in crock hammocks and crazy stuff, right? And you won't lose anybody because they can kind of follow um, the heart of it. So, Ryan, one of our, um, I'm sorry, one of our community okay. members, uh, Fox1018, wanted to ask this question. He says, do you plan on having short story books about the past, history or other lore that can trigger maybe side quests or treasure hunts within the world of Messina. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, that would be really cool. I think, um, I mean, we've been talking about actually making, just, just reminding me, like, we've talked about making that audiobook, and we have um, actual books that we're thinking about collecting the lore and stuff. Um, I don't know if within the world, if, if that's what Fox is asking. Uh, that's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, it, you know it, we got. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm uh, we got a smart, creative community. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, reading all these lures and in the first Carcadon story, and then when you go to June and the other characters, this really reminds me because I love it, and I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones, and a bunch of stories were happening in different times. In, in Game of Thrones, and then once everybody, and then it was kind of like all the stories were brought together into one big event. It kind of seems like this is what's happening uh, with these stories. Would you say um, that's kind of in the area you guys are going for? Like, especially with releasing the Titans and and maybe, you know, um, the Absolute coming into the, uh, into the scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, picking, up, you're picking up the vibe. Yeah, so that kind of forever story I was talking about, um, I think we're really spinning up to who our White Walkers are going to be, for lack of a better term. But, you know, the thing that everybody was jockeying for position in Game of Thrones, there was a ton of stuff going on, but in the background, there's this, like, winter is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we're spinning up to that, and that's where I'd, well, I'd love to have that be known to everyone by the time the full game kind of launches so that everybody's also got that in their head they're not gonna be white walkers but yeah like that idea oh, so that's some of the the pve aspect then 
is yeah, what you're talking exactly. about. Yeah, like who are we going to be fighting against? You know, who's all of Messina going to be? Yeah, who's um, the bad guy? Who's the big bad guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so we're we're building up to that. that. Um, and and I just I wanted to kind of start it. Uh, there's two reasons, like why I kind of wanted to start it slow and small, so that people could jump on um, instead of trying to download. You know, turn on the fire hose of lore. Um, but also, I wanted to. I didn't want to go too far with anything without making sure the community was into it. Um, you know, because there's a direction you could take it that people are like, ah, you know, I'm not that into it. I just want to make sure every step of the way, I'm kind of like, how much are people um, vibing on this? So that, that that's the second reason why it hasn't just all come out yet. Um, yeah, working blockchain is cool like that. You can just kind of release things on a weekly basis and check in with the community and see what people are into. And I mean, I love working this way. Nice. And, Did we uh, have the question? Go ahead. Leaks, right? You're dropping small leaks about uh, potential gameplay stuff. Like, started off with Elmore and the Getcoid Racing, which could which we found will possibly be like a small side game in the Sleeping Carcadon, and then it got into Giotto and the uh, Trials of Anointment, talking about the bo- the Bone Grinder, which I personally hope will be something that we can do in the Coliseum. Like. Can you explain to us how you kind of what's the process with uh, the dev team and like figuring out what you can put in the lore that's kind of hints onto the game mechanics and if that's something you guys do on purpose or like is that something that's after the thought like a happy accident confluence events just come together stars align yeah that that's that's definitely on purpose and um, I'm I'm really glad when people pick up on it. Sometimes it's very subtle, sometimes not so much. Um, the June story, the whole Maestro story was um, in preparation for the Mint, and I really wanted to give people a sense of what it might be like to, to do the, the first Mint. Um, and so the whole story is like what it would be like to own your champion and um, put him into battle. And, and um, so Lore's really been there from day one. Even like if you go back and read Karkadon's Tale, it's totally an introduction to the world in the sense of like, it's almost like a design doc for the game where you're like, this is what's going to happen. And this is how the houses work. And this is how imbuement works. Um, and so for season three, one of the things I'm really excited about doing, and we haven't locked down season three yet, but I'm, I'm aware that the combat team is really starting to um, get their stuff all together. They have, they have it kind of all laid out um mechanically what what needs to happen um strategically how it's all going to be balanced and so i'm excited for season three to be more about uh the actual fighting in the arena and what we can do there is start to let you know community through the lore like what are the moves what are the things that families can do um what does your what do your divine you know pieces do like what does a tail do? What does claws do? So that's a way that like lore and the game design come together really nicely is we can write about it, get people all hyped, but we can also kind of educate you like, here's what your champions can do, what you can expect of them and how you might use them in battle or balance them against each other. Um, so the yeah. lore, so real quick, the lore will be sort of a preview into what the game mechanics will do. So we yeah. gotta do our reading. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're really I, interested I, in I that, saw yeah. that in the trial with the, the Emperor 
his friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> totally. Yeah. There's they're having yeah Vitus. Yeah. They're having a they're literally having a, a an arena battle. Um, and then somebody else caught. I can't remember who it was. I wish I could give a shout out, but some some clever person caught the fact that I was referring to staking um, in one of the. I called them the smoldering ones, and it was like oh, ten yeah. ogre. Yeah, they'd been pledged to the house for a year or something like that, and they were going to sit there and like hang out at the house and serve and serve the house, and uh, then in return they would get more powerful and get more essence. And somebody's like, "Wait a minute, that sounds like staking," and I was like, <laughs> "You know, I did a little Doctor Evil thing, put my pinky to my mouth. Really, <laughs> that's interesting." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we try to hint stuff like that all the time. One that one of those that actually caught my attention um, as I was looking back through the lore is um, in the uh, one of the Maestra episodes where June and Fidelis are fighting, and there's this talk of I think I believe it's Anima or Animus, yeah, just kind of this this spirit bond almost between the the Maestro and the champion. But now we know we're the Maestros, so like, is that an actual function that's going to be in the game where there's some sort of bond that we can build between our prime eternals or our, or our challengers or whatever they, whatever they might be that would strengthen them in battle or is that known think, yet? Or <laughs> I think it's more like we were looking for an explanation why, yeah, like why maestros are so um, powerful in that sense. And obviously as a player, you control, your your characters and we were looking for a fictional kind of uh analog to that or like a parallel and so we came up with that idea of like anima like that anima is you investing time and money in your maestro and your in your champions or you on the the joystick you know like uh helping them to compete um that's that like mystical energy that was the only way that we could explain it i just wanted to give a nod to you know, the humans behind the champions who are really giving them power or giving them direction um, in a very necessary way. When it comes to gameplay, are so will, we, will people be able to play maestros as well as champions, or what will that look like? I think mainly in the, in the um, arena you're going to be playing the champions. I don't know about outside. Mm -hmm. um, I think you'd want to play your champions. They're so cool looking. I mean... Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no <laughs> you just want to <laughs> take them out for a walk they're awesome um we haven't really talked about people playing maestros per se like walking around as a human um okay. i just think the champions are gonna be so awesome you're gonna want them walking around all the time and ryan um what's happening to june and the other characters from the maestro in season one yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we see we seen Eugen. Um, Eugen popped up again, and she's really going on her own arc. And uh, you know, she started off as kind of a rebel, working for Prometheus. Now we've seen in some of the latest lore that <clears throat> Prometheus is going. He's going dark, um, and the question is: Is Eugen going to follow him? Um, we know she was kind of a cool person at one point and she was friends with June and he's a good guy. And now he's working, uh, for the emperor. So what's going to happen with those two? Are those two friends going to meet again in some aspect? Are they going to be on opposite sides of the conflict? 
I would say keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I think it will probably be a parallel for a, a lot of, uh, you know, the community where you're like, hey, we all came up in Discord together, but there's going to be a moment when we are going to choose our side, so to speak, and what, you know, what's that going to be like? So yeah, they're 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 coming back, um, and Eugene in particular would be very interesting because there's a part of her destiny which lies completely in the hands of the community. Um, and it's going to come out of, it's going to come out of that, uh, the live role-playing game that Captain Chris is going to host. So that, that brings us to the, the ARG. With the, winning the ARG is the only way that you can participate in the role-playing game. It's going to be a Champions-themed role-playing game. And you can decide the fate of some characters not just Eugene, but a couple other people. So I, I definitely well, encourage you all to get in there, get in there and start working on that ARG. Let's talk about that real quick. So will the folks that maybe figure that out or are successful in that scavenger hunt uh, or, you know, the ARG, what will they be featured in the game? Will they be immortalized somehow? Yeah. What is that gonna, looking like? Yep. So obviously they're going to uh, have, so what will happen is whoever wins this, the ARG, and there will be several people probably, um, they're going to be included in kind of um, a press release like we've seen before from the Emperor. Um, whatever happens will happen, and they'll be mentioned in that, and then they'll go on to compete in the role-playing game. And the role-playing game is going to have a couple of key decisions in it and that is going to be incorporated into a lore that I am going to sit down and write after that game is over. Again, maniacal typewriting um, <laughs> as fast as coffee. I can. Yeah, a lot of coffee. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're going to be like immortalized in the lore and probably decisions that they made during the role-playing game. You know, I can incorporate. Hopefully, there'll be there'll be cool stuff that I can put into the the lore, and and that'll be um, like a permanent kind of photo album i guess <laughs> in a weird way of of what they did right i'm on the level with you um we there might have been some arg questions amongst us but i think i think some of our uh really uh, brilliant members here i think bonzaga specifically a few others but dip they might not want to ask any of those questions or get alpha out of you about that because i think they're trying to figure <laughs> it out and, and keep some of those secrets close is that the case right. guys or do you got anything <laughs> on that or do you got questions <laughs> Well, no. let me see. Question. <laughs> Go ahead, Benzaga. No, no, I'm just saying my lips are sealed. <laughs> Benzaga's on the case. <laughs> I do. I did want to give kind of a, a rundown for people. I don't know if everybody's really familiar with ARG, and I don't know how much we've really explained it, but like for people who kind of are maybe a little bit fuzzy on what I'm talking about, the way it's going to work is. Um, there's going to be clues that get dropped in the in the Discord, the Twitter, and the Instagram, and they'll look like could be somebody saying something, could be a biography, could be a keyword that gets dropped, and that if you find that, will lead you. You're gonna to have to scour through all the channels and look for it. That'll lead you to something else, another clue, another word, another name, something. That will lead you to something else, to something else, blah, 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 and you'll be bouncing around looking for it. It won't necessarily be easy, um, but in case you weren't like really sure what what that looks like, I, I 
I want everyone to get out there and start like really combing through what's out there. Um, and the series of clues will lead you to kind of the final answer. And people were asking, how do I contact Captain Chris? Cause I think I know what it is, but, um, Captain Chris is going to ask a really specific question at, at some point. And this question will have a very specific answer and that's how we'll know who knows. I hope that's okay. That, that's a good explanation. I was going to ask, that was my question was the answer to what question, but we will see the question in the yes. future date. Yes. Okay. And when that question happens, if you know, you'll know exactly what he's asking. And he'll say, this is it. And people who don't know or haven't been following will be like, I don't even know what that means. Um, but those of you who figured it out will be like, I know, I know what he's talking about. And you'll be able to answer and you'll be able to give uh, a clear answer. So don't worry about that. And is the first clue out yet to start off that scavenger hunt, the ARG? Is that out there? Yep. The first clue is out there. Um, it's actually out there twice because we were like, nobody's seen it. <laughs> um, I saw some. There's a second clue also that's out there as well. And I saw, Ooh. I will say this, I did see somebody poking around in the right place. Um, I don't want to say any more than that, but I was like, okay, somebody's maybe. So people are kind of getting the right idea. Um, but I want to encourage you to get everyone to get out there. And there's, there's going to be a bunch of more clues. So don't worry if the first couple um, start off slow. Mm -hmm. There'd be plenty more. And Ryan, just uh... slowly, is it something that if someone had, you know, Intense speculation skills like us prime minds may have. If with what's out there already, could they already have the answer and figure out, like, get the idea of what the answer would be to Captain Chris's unasked question yet? Um, no, because it's going to be so specific. I don't want to give it away, but it, his his question is going to ask you, like, for almost like a yes or no answer. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, you won't be able to say, you won't be able to kind of speculate what it might be. You'll have to know it. You'll have you to have know to it. Found it's really it. specific. Yeah, I don't want to say any more, but it's, I'm trying to think of a good, like, example that wouldn't, wouldn't spoil it too much. Um, but yeah, it's not, you don't have to put together a theory. You have to follow a trail of clues to find something. something. Yeah. I get it. And so then when the question is asked, is the first, it's, you know, first come, first serve, the folks that, that reach out and, and answer the question first? Yeah. And, and then how many? Yeah, I think he's looking mm -hmm. for about six winners. And mm -hmm. um, depending on how that rolls out. And then um, I'll let him talk about more about how he's going to select people. But I mm -hmm. think, I think he's looking for you can you can represent yourself or you can represent your house i think he said before chris has a he he has it figured out like how he wants to do it so i'm probably i'm probably getting it all wrong but um right. yeah no that's some great insight we're loving it and Ryan, I do have uh, two questions just for you real quick. Just for for those of us who don't know cuz i actually just learned this like a week ago. What does ARG stand for? <laughs> yeah, it's a augmented reality game. And it came, it came from, I mean, they've been doing these for a while. The one that I remember back in the olden days was called Majestic. And Majestic was like 
a game where you started on your PC, but then it would send you messages on your phone and it would like have you call phone numbers which would give you a clue and then you then you follow like the voicemail would give you a website and you go there and um and then when they launched like I think it was Halo 2 they did this massive ARG called I Love Bees and it was like started off on this guy's like beekeeping website and it got taken over by an AI and the AI, AI started dropping clues and it was super cool um, but essentially, yeah, you just follow these, these like weird clues all over the internet and it would give you a, a website or a keyword or something or phone number. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of comes from that, but yeah, augmented reality game. I guess because it takes place in the real world, I guess, because we're using Discord, Twitter, and Instagram. Sure, absolutely. And, and my, my second question is not actually related, but I am seeing on the stream here, there is a chonk cat meme being displayed. Uh, what can you tell us about cat memes and how they fit into your creative process? The cat meme. <laughs> yeah, so like, well, yeah, a while ago when I was at, before Jam City, I was at Telltale. Uh, and I, as I was the uh, director or director of narrative at, uh, design at Telltale. And one thing I, I had to do is give a lot of presentations to help talk about what is narrative design? Uh, how does it work? You know, what is the unification between writing and gameplay? And um, sometimes you, when you're giving a presentation, it gets boring, and people kind of tune out. So I throw a cat picture in there. And that became one of my philosophies is like, never go too long before you put a cat meme. And then <laughs> the big... <laughs> The big fat boy um, was one of my favorites. He just, I loved him because uh, I did this thing about like risk and commitment and the tension, gameplay tension between, you know, when you're playing a game, you have like a risk and then you have something you want to commit to. Um, and I decided he was really funny because he's like trying to hop up on this table and he's like eternally halfway between. He's kind of up and kind of not. <laughs> and I just always thought that was funny. Like, <laughs> the space between you know risk and commitment when you jump up on the table but you're too fat to make it <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into that. we've been all around the world with you ryan just now but i wanted to get into even something more about um you as a writer but and i'm just, I'm honestly fascinated about you know people that can sit down and have a creative minds think things out and write them out when did you realize that you wanted to pursue this as a career like writing and then when did you, when was it, uh, how, how did you get to writing for, for games themselves? Yeah, um, I, I think I've been writing since I was like a little kid. Um, and I remember my first story was like a really bad Star Wars story where I loved Han Solo and I loved Boba Fett. And so like I made up a character that was Han Solo's brother but he was also a bounty hunter, you know? It was like that kind of like terrible story where like, <laughs> He's going to be everything cool that I ever want to be. Um, and so that was like my first like uh, story that I remember writing. And um, from then, I just kept writing and writing. And it, I didn't, honestly didn't really know like I could have a career doing that. I became a game designer first. And through game design, I realized, oh, we need dialogue written or we need, you know, lore written for the games. And that's when I kind of kind of realized, oh, wait. I could be that writer. Um, and so I started doing that at LucasArts, writing for Star Wars a lot. Um, 
yeah and then you know telltale is obviously writing was a huge part of what we did and um when i came to jam city we were just launching harry potter you know and harry potter is now at the point where there's been more written for the harry potter game than is actually written in all of the novels that um have ever been written so we've like wow. we've exceeded yeah we've exceeded the the word count um which is kind of cool and now that's champions amazing. is like a whole new avenue for for what lore could be wow that's got yeah, me excited on several different levels like just knowing that you were a game designer first and then a writer second it's got me excited and we're learning to see. something from right, we're learning something new every time. It's like we thought Ice Toad is just a designer. We found out that he's also a writer. We thought Writer Ryan was just a writer. We found out he's also a game designer. Oh, it, I just, it <laughs> makes me think the depth of this game is going to be amazing. Yeah, I think so too. I, every time I talk to this team, um, we have these amazing discussions, but I also know that this crew is capable of pulling it off. Like it's not just pie in the sky because I know each one of them, I know their backgrounds, I know what they've done before. Um, you know, in Bogota in particular, they've, they've been right out there, like as the vanguard of, of developing the actual software and like ISO Hyro just blows me away constantly. His team, um, that studio is amazing. Now we've got San Francisco in, they're starting to make stuff like, you know, and Toronto's out there working in the background, diligently putting together all the tokenomics and everything underneath. And every time I talk to Zero Cool, my brain explodes because Dude's so smart. So, like, I'm super stoked about where this is going. So, uh, a big nice. thing that I have, and it's a big mystery, and um, what's going to happen with Prometheus and the Emperor? That is the big question. And um, that is going to be part of the finale. So, my, my answer to you is everybody get in there, solve this ARG get into the role-playing game and help me figure that out because there's a couple ways that it could go. Um, and I'm putting that in the hands of the community as one of the big, big lore, um, you know, at Telltale we did, we did choices and um, we like to branch things like that, you know, the big, the big choices. So if you ever played the Game of Thrones game, you know, like the end of that was, was a pretty big branch. Um, and that's something I worked on. So I want to have us have some of these big lore choices, but I want the community to help decide. So these are two major characters, Prometheus and the Emperor. They have a really interesting relationship, which if you read the latest lore, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, help me, <laughs> help me figure out where this is going for season three and what you want that to look like. Nice, nice. Okay, Ryan, uh, we, there's a segment that we do. It's called Primetime. Before we get into it, um, when it came to the actual the characters themselves, um, uh, were you thinking of that? Did, did you uh, have a, a role in creating you know, the different families, the 12 families, the way the characters looked? How did that process come about? I think that was like 90% uh, Ice Toad. And okay. um, he brought a whole bunch of those families to the table. And he and I kind of like worked on the backstories a little bit, but that was a lot of him. And um, it, to me, it really feels like it, like he's a, he's a genius. So, uh, you know, I just I love every time he comes to the table, with something creative. I'm I'm like blown away. But uh, right. Yeah. So it's yeah. really 
he makes my job real easy because he gives me something incredible and then I just like run with it. Yeah, yeah, we talked to him. We, we picked up Genius Vibes for sure. Uh, yeah. Here to today. Um, yeah, I think uh, like one more question, but yeah, stick around, please. I think we have a quick question. Another question. You mentioned yeah. that, you know, you wrote for LucasArts for Star Wars. You came to Jam City when you guys were doing the Harry Potter game. Um, and you've done Game of Thrones stuff. So you've come into projects that are already developing off of, um, you know, already established name brands that already have uh, lots of other um media and different revenue streams that are already incorporated into the project right the idea of what you're writing um whereas jam city now with champions ascension is going the opposite route where they're starting and giving you the opportunity to develop this game um and with the other team members and build from there and just kind of going off of um, other revenue streams that the Prime Minds were talking about with Johnny Casamassina last week, do you guys have any um, intentions of taking Champions Ascension outside of just the video game, like developing novels? Because I remember when I was younger, I read like Star Wars novels. Warhammer 40,000 has tons of novels out there, and they're just you know other ways to branch the um, IP outside of just the original platform is that something that um you would be interested in doing and if you have any ideas of jam city interest in that yeah we're we're like 100 percent interested in that in fact there's some things going on right now behind the scenes that kind of point that that direction um i think champions would make an amazing set of novels i think it would make a really cool set of you know graphic novels or comic books um the latest story from johnny you know the, some of the images that happened in that would like, you know, Johnny was joking, like this is, he was pointing to one of the scenes uh, with the necromancer beast. And he's like, this is the, the front cover. And uh, I think it would be incredible. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, we're still working on that audiobook. I think that would be like maybe our first test of how it would feel to do something, you know, more immersive or uh, different media. But yeah, God, we'd love to yeah. do books and, graphic novels and stuff i need like the audio book special like arcane did for league of legends yeah but i'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to watching <laughs> yeah, can't wait yeah. for all that content to come out but yeah 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 be all right so yeah we're, we're let's let let's pivot into the um prime time stick around but first a word from our sponsor and now for a word from our sponsor you're a champion, and you work hard. So how do you unwind after a long day in the Coliseum? With Villebrew cigars. Our leaf is harvested by Tarkadon farmers and cured in the warehouses of Messina for seven years before being rolled by experts. Villebrew cigars are favored by the winner of the Diamond Hands fighting expedition two years running. Villebrew, when only the best will do. That was a word from Villa Bruce Cigars. You know, there's a lot of nice <laughs> land, a lot of nice farmland. We can grow some tobacco, you oh, know, yeah. so it's going to be great. And we can kick back, chill out, yeah. smoke some cigars, enjoy the scenery. Um, so we're over here. We're in prime time now. Let's get some suggestions. What do we have? We want to we give a prime eternal it's time to shine. 
We want to take a look, uh, see what its strengths will be, see if there's any weaknesses, see if it can hold up in the arena. Who has a prime time suggestion for us today? What do we, we have, got? Uh, 376. Followers. Joe Dirt called out 376. So let's take a look at that one for Joe. 376. Joe, who also goes by Farley style, for anyone who doesn't know. Well, that's Farley style. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was a he has a legendary tail. There it is. Yep, divine magic, divine tail, right there. All right. Yep. So, core essence is death. We 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 see a lot of death on these shells. Let's you know what. Let's give death its time to shine. But let's look at some arcane life maybe next time. But anyway. I love the death. Actually, most of the ones I'm holding is death. I love the Whisperer. I think he was the first ones featured in some of the lore. Um, and he has the matching tail there, which we know when you match the tail and it's a divine part, that's going to make him pretty strong in the arena. I, th I think we got yeah. some of that alpha with Ice Toad. Divine and pure. Divine yeah, and pure together. Extra right there. But, I he's mean, got some... He's Lots of arcane in this guy, you know what I mean? So he'll be a little bit of, lots of arcane, a little bit of death, a little bit of life. He'll be a nice, well-rounded fighter, yeah, I the, think. The war paint is life, which is like probably a passive ability, so maybe he kind of regens health or something. Or maybe it could be a spell that protects it against, a, against maybe arcane. Bubble, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the rear wing, the rare Sorfin wings, that's the arcane. I like the look of these wings. They're a little bit small and discreet. You know, I like the look of these. And then, you know, when um, the death essence, and we know this is true, this is in the lore. It was talked about in the Medium article. Um, life has sort of an advantage over the death essence, so life essence will have a little bit of the advantage. But having these arcane parts and having the rare, rare wings and arcane parts gives it that little bit of advantage over life. So maybe he can be a little bit more protected if he, you know, steps into battle with a uh, a life eternal. So you know the combination, the matchup, the skill, all that plays a role. But this like guy this definitely guy. does not seem like he'll be an easy pushover. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And aren't the whispers really good gamblers, right? <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> they can see the future. Don't want to go against Farley over there and sleeping Carcadon when he brings this guy in, eh? <laughs> Right, and you, that's the other interesting part is there's all the games, and yeah, we Ryan just told us the Sleeping Carcadon. There's going to be little mini games in there and everything, like different things you can do. And of course, we know Ice Toad told us a few people told us the AMAs. They said that a lot of these parts, the divine parts, the pure parts, will have a lot to do with even these um, these games on the side, the mini games that that they're developing as well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to put. I don't want to put Ryan on the spot, but uh, Ryan, uh, if you had to give us a two-sentence uh, lore for this, for this particular champion, what would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, put me on the spot. What's his, oh, what's his story? I, I, I want to see that frantic typewriter in your mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. Um, uh, greatest greatest gambler at the uh, the butcher block. Um, everyone's jealous of him. Uh, <laughs> let's see, something something's gonna happen based on 
based on that? Is he going to, is he going to take it too far or is he going to ride it all the way to the top? They're jealous. You better watch <laughs> his bet. That's be our going. question. Joe Dirt Farley style. Is he going to take it too far or will he back off? <laughs> nice. I guess Farley will be the one to know yeah. that answer. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do the one prime time. Everybody, you know, every week we'll, we'll do. Well, yeah, sometimes we do the prime time, right? Um, but it's really cool to to lift up one of these prime eternals that folks work so hard on, and and, and give them their give them their time to shine in the spotlight. Uh, we're just doing one today, guys. Yep. Okay. Yep. And we we had a long conversation right with Ryan just now. Um, Ryan, uh, let's let's round this out, man. Let's wrap it up. Uh, first of all, thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. We love doing this. You know, we're here because we're really big fans. Um, everything together, the lore, the way the game looks, how everything's working together, how you and all the developers are working together. It's amazing. We're floored. We love it. Um, we're big supporters, as you know. Um, so just anything you want to leave, uh, tell to the community, uh, uh, let us know, or, you know, how you feeling about the project moving forward. I love this. I love Prime Minds. I love this format. I'm kind of like, I hope that we continue to do this when the game comes out. Because this kind of reminds me of like, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys ever watched you know, Walking Dead and then they had Talking Dead afterwards. Yes. Um, like that's kind of what this, yes. this show reminds me of, you know, like to be able to talk about it at length and with different creatives. And then eventually it'd be really, really cool to have obviously maestros and talk, come on and talk about their strategies. and. Um, I'm looking forward to, I mean, obviously, I kind of know more about where the game is going, but, like, I'm kind of looking forward to where Prime Minds is going. Is, is Ryder Ryan looking like, at our uh, white paper, guys? Is he looking at our business plan right now? <laughs> <laughs> Reading our minds. I think that's the, that's the most hypest, like, that, that's the most encouraging hype thing I've heard since we started the show. I really, I appreciate that. Mac, and how you feeling? Z-Mac, and how you feeling after one day off, one week off? I mean, I'm I'm definitely pumped. Still, I'm actually been browsing through Open Seas, been looking about picking up another one. You know, I've, I've got a small stable, but I want I want to I want to pick another one up, and I think it might be going to be about that time for me. So, you know, just even more bullish. And, and, and if I'm looking at spending money, I know there's other people looking at spending spending more money on this thing. So I can't I can't wait and get some more alpha. Always, there's, always there's a little bit. There's a little bit of a discount on the ETH, right? So it's not bad, right? Uh, by the dip, how you feeling? Feeling great. Like, um, I just love how this game is so immersed into the story because really, guys, yes, gameplay does make make the game, but the story makes the gameplay so much more uh, interesting, so much more fun. And I'm just glad that Jam City has, honestly, some of the best talent I've ever seen in the gaming industry making this lore and um yeah definitely bullish on this 100 percent, always bullish Gonzaga, what do you say just absorbing it i mean to be honest like i i know a lot of people are here for the nft side of stuff um i'm here for the game and you know after talking with ryan and just the lore i'm just super bullish about the game and I can't wait to play it. Such a perfect team. I'm so glad to be here. V to G, you can take us out. What you got? 
All right, thank you. Um, so of all my viewers, just want to let you know, I did let the minds know something unexpected is about to happen. So no one knows what's about to happen but me, and I'm excited about that. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to be real. <laughs> no, don't be scared. It's going to be good. We're all going <laughs> to walk through this together. We're going to be okay? All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be okay. Uh, but right. I will be frank. The last month in particular has been absolutely brutal for me financially and mentally, um, watching, you know, prices crash and assets uh, get ruined, um, maybe impermanently, but still nonetheless. Um, but the thing that I particularly love about Web3 is that we get to choose who we want to be in this space. Um, we don't have to bring the trials and frustrations or the failures of Web2 or our real lives um, into this space. Uh, but I have, um, and I have let my fear uh, kind of drive me, and I don't I don't want to live in that. And I, especially in this space, don't want to live in that. Um, so my fear, my financial fears, um, you know, that I won't have enough, that I won't be enough, that I will fail um, is something that I want to dispel. Um, from what little I know about fear and overcoming fear, you one, have to name it. And then you two, need to provide exposure to prove that you can survive it. Um, so with that in mind, I am actually going to be holding a contest for one of my prime eternals. Uh, number 1,900, oh, sorry, 1,911. Uh, Benzog, if you can pull that one up, that would be awesome. Um, this is a floor PE that is not necessarily, I, I call them uglies, not because the actual character is ugly, just because they, they have the, the least desirable qualities. Um, so, but this is a real prime eternal with real earning potential. Um, but for me, uh, my financial fears have become a burden and I want to get rid of them. Um, so get not Damn. get rid of prime eternals, the fear, not the eternal. <laughs> Damn Vita. You just, you're, so you're saying you're going to hold a contest for your 1911 prime eternal to give it away. Is that what you're telling us right now? That is correct. I'm giving away this prime eternal, this punk rock ugly. Bro. That is uh, real money. I'm looking at him. He's cute. I like him a lot. I love his mohawk. Green, I've, green mohawk. And pink nails. I mean, that's punk rock, dude. Hell yeah. I'm glad you <laughs> didn't tell us this because I probably would have tried to talk you out of it. And I think that's why you didn't say anything. <laughs> that's exactly. I'm like, bro, you don't anything. have to do that. <laughs> Let's send a fucking t shirt. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the joy of Web3. We get to play it the way we want to, right? Um, and so um, before I announce the rules, I do, I do want to make a couple things very clear. Um, I am not a whale. I have four Prime Eternals in total, three of which are floors. Um, so this action, you know, as we just talked about, like this is a promise and a penance for me. Um, it's a promise that I won't continue to let my fear and the issues of real life drive me in this space. And it's a penance because I've already done that um, and I don't want to. Um, yeah. Second thing that I want to say is this is not an official Prime Minds contest. And this should be in no way considered a normal thing to occur during this time. Um, at some point, maybe we will be holding contests, uh, probably not for Prime Eternals, but I just want to level set there. This is me doing an action by myself um, through this time, but not as an official part of this time. Um, so with that in mind, um, what I am going to do for, um, for this contest um, in order to get yourself in the running for this contest is my direct messages will be open starting right after this episode until noon Mountain Time on Monday. 
and you just need to send me a direct message saying how you'll combat your fears and how you're not going to let your Web2 thinking negatively impact this community. That's all you have to wow. do. Wow. Is it, oh. is it open? It is a very open-ended question, right? Um, but I will say try to be as specific as possible in your answer. I will build community is not really what I'm hoping for. Like, what I really want is for people to do the things that they're saying and not just say the things that they're saying, which is something that I do in normal life all the time. Um, so being specific and measurable are great ways to build a, a jet objective that you can actually achieve. Um, oh, my couple God. last. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> And wow. I just have a couple last things. I know I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to drag this out. I'm just, I want to like, no, go ahead. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, captain, I'm listening right now. I'm like, <laughs> wow, go ahead. Keep um, going. <laughs> I will say this is obviously a subjective thing, right? Like you, I am asking for you to give me your ideas about something. I will try to be as objective as possible when I'm looking at the ones that get submitted. Um, that being said, I do have some, Things that I will not accept. I will not accept any links or anything that I have to click on. Your answer has to be in plain text in the direct message. Um, I also please one entry per person. I have no idea how many people are actually going to do this. So um, I'm going to, you know, this is just me working by myself. So I'm hoping I can get through them in the next week. Um, and I would say, uh, Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. What do you think? Is like 50 words? Is that is that a good? Do you think that's a good space for for someone to to tell what they're going to do? Conquer uh, their fears. <clears throat> yeah, 50 words. Yeah, it's brief, but you know, yeah, you can tell. You, yeah, get the message across. Okay, so you, you got to. Yeah, I'll I'll write like 10 pages if if you let me. So I'm not the best person to ask. <laughs> I do not want 10 pages. Like if, if you want to send me 10 pages later just to like talk about it, I'm good with that. But for the purposes of me actually being able to work through this in a reasonable time frame, let's keep it to 50 words. 50 words, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, that's that. Um, yeah, I might have some follow-up questions for you if you, if, you, if you reach out, if you choose to, to jump into this contest. Uh, this contest. And my, my, one of my end goals is also to um, do a little bit of a, a thematic analysis on this and maybe have like a, a word cloud or something to just show like this is what our community values and these are the things that we want to move, uh, move forward together on. Um, so... I'm going to stop talking. Thank you all for bearing with me. Um, I'm stoked to announce this. Um, thank you all so much, as always, for joining us today. And let's build it better. That's amazing, Vita. Wow. I got a question for you, Vita. Do you want to announce this in the Discord? Or do we want to have everybody link to this episode so they can get all of Ryan's info and your special little information at the end of the video? Um, so I've actually... I've tossed this back and forth a couple of times. It's a great question. Um, ultimately, what the, the point of this contest is not necessarily to drive traffic to, to Prime Minds. While I do think that that is an awesome secondary goal, I don't want people to view this as like, I'm just doing this because I want this podcast to get bigger. That's not the goal, uh, the, the ultimate goal. Um, so I am actually just going to run it through Discord. I'm going to run everything through Discord. Um, I thought about announcing the winner on the next episode, but um, I just I don't want people to take it in the wrong spirit. Um, so that's that's been my choice on that. 
Vita. Wow. You are. Yeah. I am. I am shocked. I'm excited. I think you just dropped a lot of wisdom for everybody listening. Exactly. I'm on, I'm on board. I love that you're doing this. This is amazing. Um, okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think maybe you'll put that in writing on discord. Um, folks, if you want to look up, his name is Vita G V I T A G in the, uh, champions ascension discord. Um, any champion, champion's a champion, right? A prime is a prime. Uh, this thing, when you stake it, will give you the Messina to buy land, uh, to do a lot of the, the cool things. And we're bullish on this game. This is a, a wonderful contest. Vita, you are the man for this. Thanks for the good words. Thanks for the wisdom. Thanks for this contest. I have nothing more to say. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to everybody listening. Thanks to the Prime Minds. I love doing it. love being here. We will see you next week. And as you know, as always... Pride minds think alike. We're out.